when we trust Him to do a work in us and we trust Him to do work for us, we need to understand that patience is many times the most necessary requirement. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to encourage you today because we have to have the faith not to give up. We need to hold firm that what we brought before the Lord in faith will be answered, even though it will be answered in His timing. Now, there's a lot to be said about not giving up. Some of you may even know the story of Colonel Harlan Sanders. He's the founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Before it ever started, the colonel had retired at the age of 65 years old with an old car and a $105 monthly pension check and the belief that he could sell his chicken recipe to restaurants for five cents a chicken. That's it. That's how it all started. The first restaurant he called on turned him down. So did the second and the third. In fact, listen to this, the first 1,008 sales calls that Colonel Sanders made were met with rejection. And it took him years to get just five restaurants to use his recipe. Finally, and you know the story, the idea did catch on. And the success of the Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant operation is legendary today in business circles. And Colonel Sanders is a shining testimony that it's never too late to have the faith not to give up. Throughout the scriptures, God honors those who trust him. And I remember an evangelist once saying that God is the God of the miraculous, and he's always been, and he hasn't changed. The Apostle Paul said to the Romans, God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. You see, God gave you the capacity to have faith. When you think you don't have faith, you may not be using it, but you have faith. You can claim that measure of faith even today. Our faith isn't meant to be strong just when we're at church. The truth is we've been taught by our culture to get results or just move on. So it takes effort to resist that instant gratification that penetrates every other part of our lives. 
But we need to acknowledge that God doesn't work that way. When we trust him to do a work in us and we trust him to do work for us, we need to understand that patience is many times the most necessary requirement. The Apostle Paul also told the Romans that we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. I want to tell you again to keep the faith. Don't give up. You don't have an answer yet, but don't get discouraged. Just have the faith not to give up. And like Pastor Des always says, when we do that, something good will happen in Jesus' name. Tune in to learn how to have an abundant life focused on God and His purpose for you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. Well, I want you to know I saw something very interesting this week. Because with everything going on in the world right now, I couldn't believe what was on the cover of Time magazine. Check this out. Can the car see this? It says there, does God want you to be rich? Now, you you would think the cover this week could be something about the Israeli-Lebanon conflict or the latest developments in Iraq or even Katie Couric's new job. (laughs) But apparently, the thing the world wants to know more than anything is does God want you to be rich? Well, the first thing I think we need to understand about this, and this is usually the case with any national magazine, is that the motivation behind this story is more about selling magazines than it is about answering that question. And the, and the second thing we need to uh, get before we delve into this question is that the word rich is a relative term because no matter how you measure what makes someone rich by global standards virtually everyone in here today by nature of having a roof over their head a bed to sleep in and food to eat is considered rich okay stay with me so now back to this question does God want you to be rich 
The article in Time is about the growing movement of prosperity teaching from people like Joel Osteen or Creflo Dollar and others, and how the mainstream Protestant leadership refutes the teaching. And in the article, they share a survey that reveals that 61% of all Christians believe that God wants them to be prosperous. Well, it occurred to me, having read this, that I've spoken to you several times lately about having a prosperity mentality. And so when I read this, I realize that it's easy to take what I say and lump it in with all these guys who, who I believe take the prosperity message to an unhealthy extreme. And it's important that we take this subject more serious because it's easy to get off tracks, get off the track where money is concerned. My, my old high school coach, he used to say when, whenever I'd get out of line, he'd say, Bollinger, you need to get your mind right. So I think that we need to get our minds right about this question. Does God want you to be rich? I believe that we, we have to first acknowledge that we don't know everything that God has on his mind. He has infinite wisdom and knowledge. And there's much mystery about God yet unknown to us. But what we can do is look to his word to find out about the subject of riches. So here's what we do know. We know that Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And we know that the word says, And you shall remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. And we know that when we give, we tap into a God principle. As noted in Malachi, that I've quoted you many times, where it says, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great you can't receive it all. And another one in Luke where it says, Give, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And we know that the book of Proverbs, it invokes much wisdom on managing your life and your money in order to prosper. And we know that the psalmist said, Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So we do have solid evidence that God is not against riches. And like an earthly father who knows he must teach his child to have discipline and to endure hardships in order to grow and to mature, he still gets pleasure when we succeed and he enjoys seeing us reap the benefits of success. But if we're to build our belief system about money on the, on the word of God, then we also have to heed all the warnings about riches provided by the Word. And through the Word, we also know some things. We know that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The Word says, it says some people, in the same scripture, some people eager for money have wandered from their faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And we know that no one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one or he'll love the other. The word says you can't serve God and money. And we know that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And we know that the Lord said, Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So you see, 
Just like we have support from the Word that God is okay with our prosperity, we also have plenty of evidence that having riches brings with it some of the greatest challenges for a Christian to overcome. So where does that leave us with this question? Does God want you to be rich? Well, we know God doesn't condemn anyone for having riches because it can come from many sources like working hard or like working smart or even inheritance. But he does give grave warnings to those who seek after riches more than God and who trust in riches more than God. And his desire for us and his test for us is to set our hearts on things above and not on things of this earth. There's an old saying that he who has little and wants less is richer than he who has much and wants more. Does God want you to be rich? Yes. But not necessarily now. We do know he wants you to be rich in spirit, overflowing with joy in the hope of tomorrow with Jesus Christ. We know he wants you to have a heart filled with gratitude and expectations for an abundant life. An abundant life that may or may not include earthly riches. Because God would rather you be focused on him and his purpose for you than concerned about your financial status. Does God want you to be rich? Does God want you to be rich? Of course he does. He wants you to have everything. And that's why he's prepared a place for us that is so gloriously rich, we can't even comprehend it. Whatever we could accumulate in this world is not even an afterthought by comparison. As a child of God, saved by grace, we're all going to be rich. It's just a matter of time. You see, there's no shacks in heaven. But there are lots of mansions. Have you ever reviewed a church service like a movie critic? If so, you may be focusing on the wrong things. Stay right there to discover the real purpose of attending church every week. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. Does anybody know what the deal is with all this heat? What is going on? I mean, it. <laughs> you're messing up my timing. <laughs> it's so hot. You just wouldn't believe it. Well, let me tell you how hot it is. It's so hot, I saw a dog chasing a cat, and they were both walking. It's so hot, 
I saw it. Sorry. It's so hot, I saw a chicken lay a fried egg. And you know how hot it is? It's so hot. (laughs) This is true. I discovered that the seatbelt buckle in my car is also a branding iron. Does this happen to anybody? Got a little Jaguar insignia on me right here. (laughs) Let's hope it gets cooler. Okay, I want to talk about how to make church great for you every Sunday. Because, you know, God is great all the time. And if church doesn't seem great to you every Sunday, then here's a newsflash. It's not his fault. And if this is your first time to ever come to church, then what I'm going to say, I have to admit, is some pretty good wisdom. But the truth is, what I'm going to say is more for all of us who have always come to church. Because, you see, we're the ones who think we have it all figured out. We think we know how church is supposed to be. That's why when we leave each Sunday, we give our church service a grade. We review church like a movie critic. Am I telling the truth? Well, how was church this morning? Well, it was good, but I didn't like one of the songs they sang. I had no idea what the long-haired guy was talking about. I mean, we all have an opinion. But the whole point of being in church is really about something else entirely. Because if we truly want church to be great every Sunday, then this may surprise you. But it starts with you. Let me show you how to make church great for you. The moment you enter into the door of this place, you should thank God that you're in his house. The word sanctuary not only means this room, but it also means it's a place of protection. As Christians, we are not of this world, but we are certainly living in this world. And when you step in here, it's supposed to be different because we're all together. So no matter what we all encountered out in the world all week, in here, we expect to meet God in a powerful way. And for that, we need to be thankful. Paul said, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. The next thing that you should do, if you want church to be great, is interact with some people. This is the place where you can encourage someone and where they can encourage you. This is where you can pray for someone and you can be prayed for. This is where you can meet someone that you don't know and welcome them to the family of Bethesda. You see, if you want church to be great, these are things that you should do before you ever sit it down on a pew. Really quiet in here. Now let's talk about the service. If you want church to be great, you need to enter into the praise and worship part of the service. Praise and worship is a team sport. Am I telling the truth? Not participating... Impressed in worship is like standing by a swimming pool in this Texas heat and not jumping in. 
The word says, shout to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Doesn't matter if you can sing any good or not. Well, I guess it does matter a little bit if you're up here. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people, and he refreshes us when we give him praise. If you want church to be great, then when it's time to give, you need to give generously out of love and obedience. You need to give from your heart, out of your resources, whatever they are. The word says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything that you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow. You see, giving is an essential part of the expression of worship to the Lord. So listen, now that we've entered into the house with thanksgiving and we've embraced our church family and and encouraged others and we have joyously sung his praises and we have given out of the abundance of our heart, do you know what has happened that lets us know that church is going to be great? I'll tell you. Now we have prepared ourselves to receive something great. God. You see, when we come into church and prepare to have church, that's when we'll experience church the way God intended us to. When God calls someone to minister his word, he supernaturally plants his ideas in them to be conveyed to you. That's what the anointing of the Holy Spirit is. And it's not in question that the anointed word of God will be presented this morning, the question is, are you and I prepared to receive it? That's why I pray that God convicts my soul for every time that I critique someone or some detail of the service. Because that's just distracting me from preparing myself to receive what God has for me. Apostle Paul said, our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much assurance. When we prepare ourselves to hear from God, he will speak to us in a powerful, life-changing way. And you know something? We will always have great church. And something good will always happen in Jesus' name. Can you say amen with me this morning? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. 
Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.